0: back ladies and gentlemen electric ma'am i you know that shirt just gets me going (laughs) dude check it out gotta give
1: some love to two people here tc give me some tc's in the house but uh gotta give some love to the grounds crew dudes uh they had they had this on you know you see the rake right here and home plate they rake the infield and all that And uh, one of the guys had the shirt on. I'm like, dude, I ain't going with that puke color. I said, give me some Giants orange. So he gave me some Giants orange. I gave him a little some-some. And then uh, thanks to my co-host, Eric Burns, I have some new uh, no-filter swag. So orange, orange, I
0: match. Boom. (laughs) And you got Trey in the background who's got one of the most epic shirts of all time By
1: far the have, battle of the bay baby yeah. battle so, of the bay
0: if you didn't have that shirt whether you were a giants fan or an A's fan and you were like a kid from let's just say eight to 18 years old you were a fucking nobody i mean you had to have that shirt <laughs> to be cool
1: hey hey so uh you know, we uh, we we met last week. You know, we had a little technical difficulties. I want to give a shout out to Leslie Short. You know, big Papa Joe Manueli is one of our head honcho IT dudes. But then Leslie Short always anchors everything down. She sent me a new microphone. We got a new mic right here. Uh, we had some hitches in the giddy up last week. And now we're up and running. And so, Leslie,
0: thank you. Well, you know what, Thrill? we've talked about this a little bit before we came on the air. We used to do this in almost like a trial basis where we come on, we do the show, we'd come up with a few fun clips, and it's like, well, if the audio sucks, the audio sucks, who cares? But now we're going out to 17 different platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Caffeine TV, Believe Podcast Network, and so I got a lot of feedback from fans and from the powers to be at all these different places about the show. And for the most part, they were really excited, saying how much they loved it and uh, how awesome it was to have us on. They just had a couple requests, and one of those being: look, dial in the tech, make sure the microphone is okay, and then request number two was to make sure we don't swear that much. So, on that note, let's fucking go!
1: Sorry. Ah! All you people in the audience, sorry. Depending on how much Jack Daniels in tequila 818 is flowing, depends on how much cursing there will be on this broadcast.
0: Hey, man. I, look, we're no filter network. I'm sorry. It's who we are. It's what we do.
1: Hey, don't apologize, big boy. Don't apologize. All right, let's get this thing kicked off, all right? Gigantes, you know, they, they go to Colorado, had a little rough go of it, lost the first three, and then they had a barn burner there, uh, game four, wound up winning 11 to 10. Uh, you know, they got a huge two-game set right now. Starting tonight, it's going to be uh, you know Alex Cobb versus uh, the old Mister Galen from uh, Arizona. Get a two game set, and it's the team that is directly in front of you for the wild card. So this is a definite. We have to win. We cannot come in here and lose two in a row, or for that matter, we can't come in here and uh, you know win one and one because. We'll leave out of here and we'll be in the same spot we were when we got here. Just two games left, two games minus on the schedule.
0: Yeah, so a rough go at it in Colorado. It was good to get the Barnburner the last one, but now you're going into Arizona. The destiny is pretty much in your hand to an extent. Obviously, the Giants need to start playing better baseball, but thrill – Dude, uh, there was an article that came out today in Sports Illustrated from Tom Verducci, and it is titled, The Giants Are MLB's Most Boring Postseason Contenders. San Francisco deploys a tedious yet efficient game plan, and while it might not be the most compelling approach, it has been effective to a degree degree. Now, before you go, I want to start with the first little part of this and just get your reaction. We're going to go a couple sections by sections. With a poor offense and middling pitching, the Giants are in the thicket of a wild card race with a dozen games left in their season, beginning with huge games the next two nights at the Diamondbacks. How they've done it is credit to their roster efficiency. But if this is the future of baseball, I want no part of it. The Giants are interesting in the way mutual funds are interesting. They are smart, efficient, and lack luster. Start there. Your thoughts, Will. <laughs> Start there. All right. So,
1: you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big-time Verducci fan anyway. You and I kind of talked about it. Uh, he's more worried about his goddamn spray tan than he is about, you know, what else the hell is going on in the world. But – um, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, it's it's all about W's and it's how you get them. Uh, you know, you and I talked about it before. They, they employ some different strategies. You know, the bullpen games. For me personally, I'd rather, you know, have starters go out there and go seven or eight innings. That's what I was born and raised with on the baseball field. You know, that's not what we're employing now. And so you kind of got to, hey, look, I'm not in charge. All right, Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi are in charge. So you stick with what they're they're running out there. And, you know, I mean, you look around, and I think one of the things that I am catching from the fans is that we don't have a quote-unquote, like, superstar that you can, like, latch on to. We don't have a Buster Posey, you know, or a Madison Bumgarner or some, somebody that you can really, like, latch on to and you know that for me is probably why you know people are like looking at the Giants and going they're they're not interesting uh because of that reason but the thing is they find a way to go out there and they find a way to to scratch and claw and and one of the things i've been most proud about the Giants this year is the ability to win one run games late
0: dude you just said it it's incredible they actually have an 11-3 and three record, the best in Major League Baseball in extra innings. And Verducci brings up that they've had this success because the rules are gerrymandered. So they start ah. with the runner at second base. And ah. If you have a team that puts the ball in play and puts pressure on the defense, can get the two-out knock, that's really big. So obviously it's been a very successful formula for them the other thing that Verducci brings up he says they're all role players there's no stars and they have you ready for this a 16 person coaching staff
1: actually it's 17 they don't have 16 they got 17 coaches so uh yeah we we got a we got a we got a big uh, locker room as far as the coaches locker room but um hey look you know I mean we just we just flat out said it. I mean, you know,
2: and hey, make a locker for make a locker for dad.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Make a locker for me when I come in. I got I got to go uh, hang out in the in the laundry room. But uh, no, my you know my big thing is, you know they they tried to go out during the off and, and get a free agent or two. That didn't work, and so they just said, oh hell with it. We're gonna stay with the cash that we got, and we're gonna go out there. We're gonna make the best of it. My big thing is you know you got you got guys that have been starters before manea uh alex wood you know guys like that and so you know there are times where you do not have to go out there and do the full on bullpen game you can mm-hmm. throw a starter out there and go four or five real good quality innings before you turn it over to the to the bullpen and you know that like i said is a uh, uh, philosophy that Kepler and Farhan are having, you know, it's worked, you know, they, they won 107 games doing some, some, some crazy stuff last year, scuffled a little bit this year. We're in it, you know, I mean, like, like we talked about, we got 12 games left. We're in it. We're playing head to head in our division for the last 12 games, which is exactly what you want to do. This is how you earn your stripes. So now what we need to do is take care of business in Arizona before we move on.
0: Giant starters throw an average of just 72 pitches per game. That's the shortest leash in Major League Baseball. They've thrown three innings or less 43 times. That's 13 more than any other team in baseball. It's also the most such abbreviated starts in baseball history, other Then the 2018 and 2019 Rays, which had 71 and 53. There's more stats here. It says they're 27 and 45. That's a 375 win percentage. An unfathomable rotation record for a team in contention in the last two weeks of the season. The worst rotation winning percentage by a playoff team is 464 by the Padres in 05. So this will be the worst winning percentage by starters if the giants do end up making the playoffs it's just nuts and they're they're doing it differently though obviously
1: yeah i mean they're doing it differently and the fact that you know here we are on september 19th and you know the fact that they're basically in the race says something about the guys that are in the clubhouse you know they're they're wanting to go out there and win just kind of any way possible. You know, if you look at it kind of exactly what you're talking about. You're looking at the starter position. You know, you're looking at Logan Webb and Alex Cobb. Both of these the guys yeah. both of these guys will be going in this series against Arizona. Those are our two main starters and those are the two guys that believe it or not are racking up most of the pitches that you're talking about. The 72-73 uh, are coming from other guys who aren't going near as many. So, um, you know, for me personally, look, you got you got guys down down the pipe like, you know, Kyle Harrison and 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 some of the other guys that we've talked about that I've seen in the minor leagues. Hey, these guys need to be built to go 90, 100 pitches. They don't need to be built to go 40, 50 pitches and then yank the crap out of them out of the game. That's not what a starting pitcher does. That's not what a dominant starting pitcher does.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Verducci makes the point here. He says, we all know wins and losses are not the best measurement of a starting acumen, but you know who cares about wins, a casual fan, which makes up most of your fan base. 20 wins in a season and 200 in a career still means something from a value-added perspective. There is something dramatic about watching a starting pitcher work deep into the game. I agree with our boy Tom on this. It says this is not just the Giants. All teams have bought into this trend. Though injury rates continue to soar, which is one reason Red Sox manager Alex Cora will spend some of this his offseason time studying a better way to develop pitchers. Look, let's start here. How about letting them fucking pitch? Gosh <laughs> damn it, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. Dude, exactly. You know, hey, look. look. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, look, you know, I get it, you know, when you're coming out of spring training, you know, and you're still working up your arm strength and all that, and you're throwing, you know, 40, 50 pitches to to build up. But, you know, if I come in to see a minor league team in, you know, June, July, I expect to see these kids going 75, 80, 90 pitches, like falling off a log, and I'm not seeing that. And so that for me – is, you know, kind of what we were addressing earlier. You know, another thing, the fact is, hey, look, we do have, and we talked about this, we do have a lot of talent in the minor leagues. I mean, we're talking about Harrison. You all got a little view of Harrison. You saw uh, Tristan Beck. You know, he's been up mm-hmm. three or four or five times, whatever it's been this year. Uh, Sean Hajaley you know. So, I mean, there are guys that you're getting little glimpses of, but there are other guys that are coming up behind him that just got just as much talent. And so, you know, me personally, I want to see him stretched out. I want to see him lengthened out. I want to see a starter be a starter. Go out there, take the ball. You know, we even addressed this the other day with the uh, the dude that wanted out of the game after he threw six innings, remember? And, and then sure, he gave yeah, up the yeah. game, tying Homer in the seventh, and he just – You know, he set himself up for failure. That's getting to be the mentality now. That should not be the mentality if you're a starting pitcher. You want the ball. You want the ball to go deep in the game and then turn it over to bullpen that only has to go maybe two innings.
0: You ready for a crazy number here? As somebody who grew up watching the same guy in the three hole, for damn near 160 games, the Giants this season have used 13 players in the three spot.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, those guys don't fail. They don't fucking deserve it, dude. They just don't. You got to fucking earn your stripes to be that three hitter, man. Hey, That's look. your best hitter. Earn your stripes.
1: That That is the truth right there. You hit the freaking nail on the head. There are two guys, there are two guys that set up the whole batting order. Your leadoff guy and your three-hole. Those two dudes, all right, set everything up. I told Brett Butler, Brett Butler was the greatest leadoff hitter in the world. Bunt, he walked, walk, he had a little miniature strike zone, he battled your ass off, he had an over 400-on-base percentage every year. He was our catalyst, and I told him that, and I've told you guys. You guys in the chat room know this. You go, we go. So then here I come. Here I come after Robbie Thompson. Robbie Thompson was an integral part because he could do the hit and run. He could do the bunt and run. I mean, he, he, he gets some RBIs here and there. But then here I go, all right, number three slot, all right? Now I'm setting up the big boys. I'm setting up Mitchell and Matt Williams. I'm setting up Matt Williams, Barry Bonds, all right? It is our job, leadoff guy and the number three guy, to set up the big boppers in the lineup. And, dude, that's why you said you cannot have 13 freaking guys in the one of the most important spots in the lineup. You have to have one guy who knows what the shit he's doing and get the job done.
0: It's the most important spot in the lineup. And I am very progressive forward thinking. I've thought about having our best hitter hit in the two spot. I've thought about leading them off, whatever it is, and all the different lineups that we write. Yet here I am and our dude who just helped us take down the tournament in Huntington beach this past weekend, huge victory for let them play by the way. But he's, uh, Dude, he was a Team USA guy, Jesse Maddox, and he hit third all fucking weekend, and he cleaned up, dude. It was amazing to watch. Last year, we had this kid, Brett Rieger, hitting there and never moved him, never thought about it. And you know what I tell one and two? So in this case, it's Biscuit and Jagger. Dudes, it's your guy's job, one the two of you. If one, I get it. Like You're not both going to get on every single time. But every single time I do expect one of the two of you to get on. i never want to see you guys go on to. I, I, as as in making house. All right. And- here's
1: another one for you. Here's another one for you. Totally agree. Totally agree. Exactly what you said right there. But everybody in the everybody in the chat room, all right, you guys know this. The beauty of baseball. And this is this is just flat out. I mean, look at the history of baseball. It is amazing how many times the three-hole hitter comes up in the eighth or ninth to win the game. It's amazing how many times that happens. So that's why you have to have a stud in the middle of the lineup that sets that sets up everybody behind him because guess what? The way the beauty of the game works, that stud is going to come up in the eighth and ninth and win you the ballgame.
0: Well, what's great, it also speaks about the longevity of the lineup, the depth of a lineup. So this past weekend throw, we were down one in the bottom of the fifth inning, two outs, nobody on with our nine, 10 and 11 hitters coming up. The nine hitter worked like a 10 pitch walk. The 10 hitter got hit by a pitch and the 11 hitter worked a walk as well. And then it turned the lineup over to Biscuit, three-run triple. We take the lead, ball game. Wow. That it's amazing.
1: Awesome. It's amazing, dude. I mean, you just sit there. You sit there, I mean, you see it time and time again. How many times does, like, one of the studs come up at the end of the game to win the game? It's amazing how that happens. All right. Speaking of a stud, all right, this big boy right here sitting next to me. All right. We just found out, you know, we we talked about having a little car wreck, you know, a few weeks ago, found out that Mr. Mr. Trey man had a little fractured rib. He's been hanging around with the fractured rib and taking batting practice and trying to go play games and stuff like that. So uh, I know that some of the the uh, shall we say the modern day players would have gone on the IR. But uh, my man right here. Yeah, my man right here. He forked it over, big boy.
0: Trey, have you sneezed yet with your cracked rib? <laughs> um, yes, I
2: think a few times, I guess, but but not not a whole hell lot.
0: But it's
1: feeling better, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We thinking about we thinking about taking a little BP here you, next few days. We'll see how it goes.
2: You know, we were talking about uh, George Kirby leaving uh, leaving ball game in the seventh when he didn't want to come. I I would I would have to pitch.
1: Well, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah,
0: right, Trey.
2: In fact, absolutely. I had, sh- I had to leave a shift from work because I had I had this broken rib, and it was just killing me. Yep. And we're it, good I, now. I yeah, I had to
1: leave. Here Give me something. Give me some. So anyway, the, so most- the, the big boy is stretching it out, so we're good.
0: What, one of the most painful things I've ever dealt with, I think I've told you about this before, Was a broken rib, but Brandon Phillips dropped a knee on me. I used yeah. to go into second base really hard. I'd slide past the bag, kind of like you did in St. Louis, uh, when you went after uh Ozzie Smith and Jose Akendo. But I I you the problem is like I was exposed, and so he jumped up in the air and then he landed on me and cracked yeah. the rib. And so yeah. every time after that, I changed my style, in which I would slide straight into the bag, and then I pop up and give him a fucking shoulder, man. <laughs>
2: That dude beat me.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, so you know, anything else on the Verducci yeah. front, the the tan man front, or I mean, because you know, th- there's a lot of words that he put in there that you know we can like argue. You know, one of them is like tedious. He put that tedious word in there, but guess what? Baseball is nine innings long it's at least three hours long you know before it is bullshit shot clock Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: you have to be the guy who's going to show up at the end and so yeah it might be tedious yeah it might be but that's the beauty of the sport there's another beauty all right here's another one baseball might be tedious because we play 162 games because anybody can get hot for a month but try to get hot for six months or try to have consistency for six months. So, you know, I mean, these guys find these words to stick in there. And uh, for me personally, you know, they can go fly a kite because you know what? I tell everybody I'm very well educated. I went to school. I went to high school. I went to college. You know, I know punctuation and all that. All these sports writers that walk around, the first thing I tell them is, I say, I can do your job. You can't do my job.
0: Ah. Boom.
1: There's a little wow. for all of those little freaking meatheads. Oh, and okay. th-
0: On that th- note. I don't have
1: around here a book of synonyms and a, a thesaurus and all that. Oh, yeah. I can freaking come up with some different words for your asses.
0: On that note, uh, let's get into the San Francisco Giants offense that Verducci mm-hmm. writes about.
1: All right, it's here we similar. go. Here we similar. go. All right. You four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> there you go. That's about how many Jack Daniels we got.
0: Similar gig <laughs> method methodology. Split the work among many. You can do this when you don't have a star player. Kapler never has used the same lineup more than four times. I mentioned this earlier. He's used 13 players in the number three spot, wow. including a different one. Every game in a four-game series over the weekend at Colorado. J.D. Davis, Michael Conforto, Wilmer Flores, and Jock Peterson. For the fifth time in the past seven, ga- seven seasons. This is crazy. Thrill, ready for this stat? The Giants will not have a player with 80 RBIs. Not one.
1: You know what? That kind of goes back to the fact that, you know, we've had, we've had, you know, so many guys in different spots in the batting order. All right. In order, in order to rack up a lot of RBIs, you have to be in the same spot, especially in the middle of the order. And guess who your RBI guy is, by the way, your RBI guy is not your three hole hitter, not your four hole hitter. It's your five five hole (laughs) hitter. That's your RBI guy. All right. And so, because we switched around batting orders so much, you know, you don't have guys that are going to have a lot of RBIs. Matter of fact, I think, I think like Conforto and Wilma Flores, both have either 55 or 56 and they lead the team. So, you know, he's right in that regard, you know, for me personally, you know, I like putting guys, especially your good hitters. I like putting those guys you know, where they can facilitate the lineup. So mm-hmm. I'm talking about a guy like Estrada. Uh, when he gets hot, a guy like Yastrzemski. When he gets hot, a guy like Slater. Those guys need to be kind of in the mix to set everybody up. And, uh, you know, they don't need to be in the seven, eight, nine slot. My, my, my theory on that. By the way. Big TC, what did you talk about? We had a we had a walk off.
2: Yeah, walked off in uh, Miami. Who who hit it? Jake Berger hit a walk off single against.
1: And look at him, man! Oh, Marlins beat the Mets with a walk off jacket. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Look at this guy, bro. I mean, he's Dude. a throwback from your day. Hey,
1: hey, yeah. look! Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. A little stash, a little uh, bald head. Go get him.
2: Yeah. He,
0: he that's got, not a – He got acquired that, from uh, the White Sox. Nice. Yep. You're right, Trey. Hey, not- Luke.
1: Hey, Luker. Luker, while, while we're sitting here thinking about it, all right, since I see you on the chat right now, find out where the Giants rank defensively because that's one thing. I don't know if anybody has kind of like been paying attention to this, but that's one of the things we've been really solid about, you know, in the years that we've won and we've kind of – been a little iffy about it late, lately so uh, uh Pete Kenney's saying we're last in in fielding which you know that in and of itself is a major problem because if you can't stop the other team you can't give away free runs and that's if if we are last you know in the major leagues that's giving away way too many free runs
0: Well, beyond that, still with the offense, you guys rank 15th in walks, 19th in homers, 25th in strikeouts, 21st in runs per game, and 30th in stolen bases. Only the Yankees and White Sox have a lower average sprint speed than the Giants. And so it says here, Thrill, it says, well, what do they do well? They play matchup baseball. No team has sent more pinch hitters. To the face of the giant. <laughs> they're seventh best in MLB at winning the platoon advantage on offense, and fourth best at winning it on defense. Sorry, but that's not something the ad department can work with when it comes to selling tickets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's funny. Hey, you know what? You're talking about, you know, pinch hitting and stuff like that, okay? And I get it. You know, I mean, there's certain times where you can kind of just see it. But if a guy gets off on the right foot, you know, in a game, you don't know if this is going to be like a a Katie Bar to Door type of game. You know what I'm saying? So... (laughs) That was one of my partners that are down here. He called me up the other day because he goes, "What the shit are you guys doing?" I go, "I go, what are you talking about?" He goes, "Lamont Wade and Yastrzemski both homered early in the game, and they pinched for him in like the sixth and seventh inning." Uh, And I go, uh, "I go, you know, I mean, hey, what what can I say to that? I mean, first off, I'm not in the dugout. I don't know what the decision process is and all that. All I know is." If I hit a home run early in the game, and then you come up to me, you know, in the sixth or seventh, say, "Yeah, hey, I'm gonna pinch hit for you. I'm gonna give you one of these right here." Wow! <laughs> All right, there you go. You can pinch hit for me while you're laying on the ground. I'm not coming out of this game. I've already jacked one. Who knows? I might get up there, two run single, another one, or doink one in. But I'm, you know, if I'm if I hit a homer early in the game, I'm feeling it. Let let me in there. So anyway.
0: So, could you imagine Lamont Wade Jr. coming up for his third at bat? He's one for two with a homer. And Kapler's like, yo, late night, why don't you sit this one out? And late night turns to him and he goes,
1: <laughs> Hey, look, look, you know, we, we kind of laugh and giggle about it. But, I mean, back in the day, dude, there was some brouhaha's going on in, in, the, in the dugout that, that nobody saw because the cameras back then they had a they had a little quote unquote you couldn't follow people into the dugout and not necessarily the Giants but some of the other teams oh shit I I, I remember one um, I won't name the player's name but the manager was Larry Boa they came in off the field and it was I mean a full on Donnie Brook in the in the Phillies dugout and I was like oh my god you know so no. I mean that's the way it was back then.
0: So uh, to support your theory, I've told you this story before, but I want to rehash it because we're dealing with a much larger audience that we go out to not only on our live interactive video podcast that we're doing right now on no filter network, but this is reaching so many other people and beyond. Well, basically I was uh, playing for the A's at the time we're playing Cincinnati and we were at Old Riverfront Stadium. They're building the new stadium across the street. Olmedo's signs got the start. He hit a double in his first at-bat off the top of the right center field wall and then hit a ball into the fucking new stadium in his second at-bat. He comes up for his third at-bat and gets pinch hit for. And it was like, yo, Olmedo, sit this one out. If you know son, he's just sign, like, we call him Sleepy. And he's just, you know, he kind of like the eyes closed, just walk away, like totally unfazed. Well, sure enough, they have Billy McMillan pinch hit. Like a half inning before Billy McMillan was up in the fucking clubhouse eating a cheeseburger. (laughs) Dude, Billy was like, I'm not going to hit. Olmedo's two for two. That would have been my spot but he has a double and a homer. Nobody in the right fucking mind would pinch hit me for Olmedo at this point. But the A's were on the forefront of all this shit decided to do it. Now I don't remember what happened. Who gives a shit? The bottom line is this. Who do I have faith in getting a hit? Olmedo signs in a right on right matchup after he's already hit a double off the top of the right field wall and an, absolute fucking nuke or the guy that was up in the clubhouse eating a cheeseburger 10 minutes before that's that's an easy that's that's an
1: easy decision
0: so if you look further into it i bet you you could find numbers that support it because you know as well as i know when somebody gets hot you ride them so yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, no. It, it's no. a feeling that you have. You feel said like it's just walking to the plate that you, you have that much more confidence, you're gonna get a knock. Dude, dude,
1: and we talk about it to the nth degree. You and I talk about it. It's a freaking gut instinct. You're like, and and you have been around the game. I've been around the game. You know, the people that are in the chat room have been around the game. There's that gut instinct. They they do it when they're at work. It's the same thing when we're at work. We got this feeling like oh, shit, you know, don't throw that pitch because he's about ready to jump all over it or something, something like that, you know? Yeah.
2: And and
1: that lends itself to, you know, Stephen Luger came on here. Thank you, by the way, Stephen, and thanks for Pete Kenny too as well. They came on there and said, you know, we last with a feeling percentage of 981, all right? That goes to playing guys kind of not every day, all right, the reason yep. that I'm saying that is because you don't get in a rhythm, not only hitting, you don't get in a rhythm fielding. I mean, baseball's a big, big rhythm game. You need to play every day. You need to work every day. You need to do this every day, that kind of thing, all right? And also on top of that, you know, the Giants absolutely love and, – and, look, I get it, you know, I get it. It's it's where the game's kind of going, but they love multiple position guys, I like guys that specialize in one position and get really good at one position and, you know, dominate. So, Hey, look, you know, I mean, the games change, we know it, you know, everybody in the chat room knows it, but when you start seeing the numbers go down and you start seeing the productivity go down, uh, guess what? We got to get it turned around going in the right direction some sort of way or another.
0: I think you can have one utility guy on the field, but having multiple utility guys makes it really difficult. And that's why you're going to see that fielding percent percentage be so low because essentially you're playing guys out of position. Correct.
1: Correct. So, so you as an
0: outfielder, you know,
1: this better than anybody. All right. If you play in left field, the ball's hooking this way. You play in right field, the ball's hooking the other way. And so, you know, if you're constantly switching positions, you might get freaking mind-fucked one time and go, oh, shit, this ball's going to go this way, and the ball goes the other way. And you're 15 feet out of position, or you make an error because it's off the end of your glove, whatever it is. And so, you know, for me personally – um, there's two things that I need to see. There and and I'm just not gonna beat around the bush on this. I need to see a better work ethic, and I need to see somebody that wants to step up when the game's on the line. You show me those two things right there, and guess what? The San Francisco Giants gonna win a lot of games.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, Thrill. They're two games back of that. Let's see. You know? Oh, and the game has started. Here we go. Pitch number <laughs> no. one. Okay, they're yeah, they're two games back of the Cubs, but they also have two teams in front of them. Yeah. Tough tackle. To yeah,
1: they got Cincinnati and Miami.
0: And the Marlins just won on that Jake Berger walk-off.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they, they're already they're already in front of us. So
0: Late night Lamont Wade Jr at 378 on base percentage. That's a big number.
1: Yeah. So, so we got we got the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs are tied for the number 3 spot in the in the old uh in the wild card. Miami is tied as well. All three of them, Cubs, Cincinnati, Miami, and then we are two games back of all three of those teams. It's, arizona, it's a lot more
0: difficult it. though thrill right like you i mean you have to jump two teams man like what are the yeah.
1: well you got to jump three teams and arizona is three. two and a half in front of us
0: so really it could be any of the one two three four five
1: yeah it could be any of the four teams that are ahead of us right now
0: well five really because it's diamondbacks cubs reds marlins giants
1: yeah, exactly. Five five total. Five total. Five total for two spots.
0: And only the Cubs have a positive run differential at plus 86.
1: You are correct. Everybody else is in the minuses. Arizona's minus 26. Cincinnati's minus 38. Miami's minus 37. And the Gigantes are minus 14.
0: Okay, I have a question for you. All right. Last night, Mike Clevenger was on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. And Dom Smith was hitting for the Washington Nationals. It's 6-0 White Sox. Clevenger had gone the entire game and was obviously hoping to get the shutout. Dom Smith runs into the ball, smokes it. Uh, It was a nuke. And... Takes his time. It wasn't egregious, if you ask me, but takes his time. Looks at the by gun, the way, Lamont
1: Wade hit a triple.
0: Good, and just like that, the giants are rolling. There you go. All right, so all right, Clevenger. What I'm sorry, so Clevenger gives it up, Homer, and Dom Smith's taking his sweet ass time around the bases. So Clevenger's yelling at him, they're going back and forth. Dom Smith. Hits home plate and starts to go after Clevenger. And you see him, John, back and forth. Clevenger went ahead and pointed at the fucking scoreboard. And <laughs> I obviously make it a statement. There are a couple of dog shit teams. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be watching postseason baseball here shortly. But it just kind of brings up that, you know, that, that point of what's acceptable and what's not. And, I did a video on this earlier today. All right, a little
1: sack sack fly from Yastrzemski to left field, run scores. One-nothing, Regantes, one out.
0: So good little start there for the Giants. All right. So in the video, I basically said that I could understand both points of view. I could understand Clevenger thinking, dude, we're up six fucking nothing. You just hit a bomb. Nobody gives a shit. Circle the bases. Go back to the dugout. Fuck off. I could also understand Dom Smith's point of view. We've been getting boat raised all day. We, we're getting shut out. You know what? It was it was nice a little lift for me and the boys here. It's not over. We're gonna play to the last pitch. I hit a nuke, and so I'm gonna enjoy it. So, and then also in the Dom Smith camp would be these days. With the fact that we've seen all these guys do these fucking dances at every they or go around the bases, I'm like, what Dom Smith did really wasn't that bad.
1: No, so, not at all.
0: Is how do you like? Where's the judge and jury on it? Is it just on one individual incident? What's protocol? What would have you done if you guys were down six nothing, and you're facing Nolan Ryan, and he hit a fucking bomb off him? What would have you done, and how would you run the bases?
1: Uh, I'd have put my head down and run as fast as possible.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: I mean, you know, it. right? Right, Trey? Because what would happen if you didn't? What would happen if you did You're your dead. little – You were going to get a fractured rib like yours.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, all right. So, I, I just want to say this real quick because when you were talking – Trey and I were kind of watching, you know, the, the game day on here no. and all that cool stuff. They threw seven pitches to Lamont Wade. All seven pitches were in the same quadrant. They were up and away. You throw seven pitches in the same <laughs> quadrant to a major league hitter, sooner or later top he's going to make an adjustment.
2: the gap. Yeah. Well, right now? <laughs> no, no no okay
1: yeah no i mean wilma flores uh excuse me i'm i'm sorry lamont wade yeah he wanna, i mean you throw seven pitches in the same exact little box in the game day guess what sooner or later i see seven pitches in the same spot i'm gonna be able to hit one of them i promise you that
0: well dude they're big league hitters and this is what's so stupid is that so i, I this is really funny because i play pickleball. With Dan Heron yesterday, Dan Herron.
1: Here we go, pickleball, ladies and gentlemen, the most boring <laughs> version of tennis you've ever seen in your life.
2: Fun. <laughs> so, hey, Wait, did they open the roof and uh,
0: open the roof in Arizona? Oh, Chuck Peterson, deep to center field, get out, gone, gone. Peterson,
1: Homer. Yeah. See ya. That's what we're talking about. That's the first inning for you. Yeah. Give Mr. Cobb a little chance to relax.
0: Yeah. The pride of Palo Alto and Gallon kept going breaking balls down and into him. Yeah. Here's another one. And he left that one over. I guess they were trying to backdoor it. But as I was mentioning, I was playing pickleball with the, with the pitching strategist for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And... Basically, he was telling me how he just he loves his job and his game plan against these guys. But if I told you, or if even Dan Heron told you that you get Lamont Wade Jr. out up and away, it doesn't mean you throw seven fucking pitches up and away.
1: No, no. I mean, I mean, all right, look, you get him 0-2 or one two, whatever. How about trying to bounce a breaking ball and get him to chase? Don't keep going in the same place. So he could see the same pitch over and over and over again. So, anyway, that's that's I mean, my rant on that.
0: These big league hitters that apparently say have a hole here, a hole there, like it's a hole if you can set up the hole, right? If you, if you yeah. get them think if yeah. you get them thinking, like just say for if Lamont Wade Jr. wants to pull the baseball, if that's the case. Yeah, you're working away, away, away. But, dude, you have to back him off the plate to open up the up and away. You go down and in. Now it's up and away, up and away, up and away, down and in, up and away.
1: Yep. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? And then that's the thing. I mean, you know, if you're a big league pitcher, you want a guy's eyes to go to a different place. You don't want to have him in the same spot all the time. But that's that's what happens sometimes.
0: Uh, okay. Um
1: so hey uh, you-, you know uh how you doing on uh smell o vision? You doing all right? we gotta ask my wife. No, I mean I I mean are you good to go for the show or what?
0: You got a uh, rail? yeah, I mean, she's she's been cracking a whip lately, man. Like so Chloe is now a freshman at Truckee High School. Oh, wow. So, dude, she goes to school every day, and she's my only kid that goes to school. The other ones, we still have the liberty of, like, they could sleep in or whatever because they do homeschool, and they either go to a tutor or they do their work here. But Chloe is very regimented now with her dinner schedule. So we're basically, like, 7.15 sharp. Like, that's it when it comes to the show. So, you yeah, we, we got a we got a little bit of time here we can watch the game and kind of get a feel of how it's going and everything, but yeah. It's all good. Yeah.
1: So, we'll uh we'll play by ear. We'll watch the, we'll watch the Diamondbacks come up in the bottom of the inning and, and we'll see how Alex Cobb is is chunking it, you know? I mean, the uh the game that you know, I saw in San Francisco as a matter of fact we talked about it I texted Trey when it was going on about you know his no hitter remember that he was throwing like seventy percent split fingers so we'll see we'll see what he features tonight and how he how he's gonna try to get these guys out
0: Which, talk to the, our audience about what it means to play down the stretch in these Last two weeks
1: oh my god so so all right, so that's that's a great one right there. so here you are, you are in the latter parts of September. you've been playing for five and a half months, plus spring training, you know another month and a half, all right I'm telling you right now you're gassed, I mean you are literally gassed because you've been traveling sleeping in beds that not your own, not your same pillow. I mean, all, all kinds of little stuff like that. You're gassed. But when you step on the field, you have to find something that gets you into that game that day. And for me personally, it was the fact knowing that, hey, look, I'm playing for something at the end of the rainbow right here. And the end of the rainbow is 12 games away. And, So not only myself, Robbie Thompson, Kevin Mitchell, Matt Williams, Barry Bonds, Kurt Manwaring, you can just freaking name names. And, you know, you'll be like, you'll be like, hey, we need to pick everybody up because everybody needs to get on board here. And that's that's where the Giants are right now.
0: So here's Alex Cobb. He gave up a single right away to – the number one rookie in yep. all of Major League Baseball, according to these rankings yep. that uh, I was looking at. I mean, he, he's having a fucking fantastic year, man. Yeah, no,
1: he's he's having Corbin Carroll's having a great year, and then so he gives up a knock, and what does what does Cobb do? First pitch to the next guy is freaking split finger right out the shoe. Yes,
0: through another. And one. Then
1: here, here's the here's the here's the O one split finger. So. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what's coming?
0: <laughs>
1: We're gonna play multiple choice here. <laughs>
0: okay. Forty-seven stolen bases. Another one. By Corbin. Pitch Perry. number three. <laughs> <Split> Finger.
2: <laughs>
1: Let's uh, take a guess on pitch number four.
0: It's amazing. I'm gonna that shit, though, right? Yeah, oh, dude, it's it's uh Oh, they said another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hung another
1: one. That was that one not that one that was a split finger. That was that was more. Of, he was trying to get in there on a, on a fastball. Yep. Is that what it said? Yeah, it was now, 93. ninety
0: three. First and third Diamondbacks. Now Corbin Carroll had to have been running on the pitch. It was too easy for him to get into third base. That's the yeah. thing when when you start throwing that many, you know, the splits in a row, and he doesn't look overly quick to home plate, like probably one point three five seconds. It's a math equation stealing second. That's what nobody realizes.
1: Yeah, no. So, so this guy, this guy's having a sneaky year. Old Tommy Fam. Um, this is this is the uh, ex uh, St. Louis Cardinal, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he plays angry, man. Just watch. Yeah,
1: and, and I thought that when he was with St. Louis, I thought he's a pretty damn good player.
0: Hold on a second. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he the one that bitch slapped Jock Peterson?
1: Yeah, wasn't I mean, so, he? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, over fantasy football, whatever <laughs> shit that was. Yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, over dude, that? he thought Jock was – Stealing guys off the waiver wire or hoarding players. Like I, I, I forget the exact thing. So he walks up to him and he open face bitch slapped him. <laughs> I mean, seriously?
1: And you- and I think and I think he had to serve a, like a three-game suspension for that, too.
0: He just looks angry. That's going to be an RBI. Not going to be a double play, and that's how you go break it up. It's exactly what you do. Cattell Marte, yep. good job. Yeah, you got to go. Party. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go straight into the bag. <laughs>
2: yeah, we were just talking about.
0: That. Yeah, good job. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, you see the first base coach over there for the Arizona Diamondbacks? That's Dave McKay.
2: Yeah.
0: For- oh my God.
2: The former Cardinal. That's right. And- he, he plays with twins.
0: That's right. And
1: yeah. a very good coach. And, right? and, and, and he coached for the
0: A's yeah. too. He coached for the A's. And,
1: I mean, he was with Tony LaRussa yep. all the way through. And then now he's with Arizona. And he has been in like major leagues for like 40 something years as a coach.
0: So the Giants get two runs, the Diamondbacks answer with one. How did the Giants get their second one? You had the triple. Yeah, you had the triple sack fly, and then you had
1: Jocks Homer.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry, I called the fucking thing
1: right now. No problem. Look, Uh, look, look, you know, you're inning in. I mean,
0: you know, that 818 tequila
1: is uh, (laughs) circling around your brain right now.
0: Dude, I, I haven't even taken a sip of it yet. That's probably the problem.
1: Well, maybe you need to get the frickin' little Fahibs all straightened up. Take a frickin' big old swig of that shit. A thrill. Dude.
0: Don't ever challenge me here. And we'd like to thank our proud sponsors over at 818. 818 like to, to kill ya. I'd like to remind Dean. Hey. Joe Boo needs a fucking refill, man. The things get. Getting- hey, look,
1: <laughs> look. Uh, please send Eric Burns a case of eight one eight, please, uh, because uh, as Big Mike can attest in the audience in the chat room. Oh, and wherever the fuck Cordellie is, uh, whenever EB starts drinking eight one eight. We get turtles that are biting people in the nose and on their <laughs> on their tits and everything else
2: Especially
1: the reverse white guy. you know we have, we down. have eight one eight to kill you stories
0: dude that turtle is getting big. I just kind of really <laughs> noticed the other day.
1: Don't let that turtle get your nose anymore if it gets bigger <laughs> God damn it Jesus Christ.
0: Where's the last place that you would want that turtle?
1: Oh, to to do that oh don't even go there! Don't even go there. We're not gonna say it, right? Uh,
2: well, <laughs>
0: we're
1: not saying it. Hey, hey, hey! Me and you, us, us, right here.
0: So you know where I think would be a pretty safe. Oh, uh, here spot? we go. He's gotta say it. He can't leave it alone. Leave it alone, <laughs> goddamn it! you you gotta say it look at ya. Shit. Hey, uh, Dad, uh, I got you shit uh this is a place
2: where uh, i actually would uh, be with, okay Burns. hey uh thank you for letting me on the show tonight
0: good Appreciate time it. to leave trey
2: <laughs> great, great,
0: great idea Nice hey, 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 yeah. you come hey. on the show whenever you sure. want man okay, sure. so yeah,
1: all right bro take that with you Oh,
2: okay thanks
0: I'm serious. All right, though.
1: you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let me know. So go ahead. Now that Trey's out of here, let the cat
0: out the bag. Go ahead. I think that I would be pretty comfortable with Taco the Turtle hanging from my scrotum.
1: Oh my god!
0: If you think about, like, it's an oh area my god, ladies
1: and gentlemen. This show has gone south. It really has gone south.
0: And hell yeah, they have teeth. They got big teeth.
1: So I know they, they got thin. teeth. I know they got teeth. And they latch on, and they don't fucking let go. All right? So, and and look, she miracle. hasn't even come on the chat room yet. I'm going to tell Tara, hey, look, he wants a turtle hanging from his freaking sack.
0: I don't want a turtle hanging from my sack. My ass. If I had to have a turtle hanging from one area, I've tried the nose. It hurts, dude. It fucking hurts. I know I, it, hurts. it hurts. Jesus Christ. You ever get one of those ingrown hairs or whatever?
1: It's like, Jesus, that bitch hurts.
0: So, obviously, dude, the nipples. Like, I naturally have sensitive nipples. I would not.
1: Oh, the turtle oh. you have like sensitive that. nipples, but you don't have a sensitive scrotum? What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: No, that skin that's just that's just kind of there.
1: Oh like my it, God, ladies, I, ladies in the audience, I'm so sorry that you have to hear this from our our beloved leader here. I'm sorry about that. I'm apologizing.
0: I think all women understand that these conversations happen, and they appreciate that they're happening out in the public. Now, I uh, you know, a turtle in another close part to that would not be okay. Hanging from, but uh, again, like,
1: oh man, I, trust me, like I'm God. not in. How not in the society. shit did we get here from watching baseball? How did we get to discussing who was in the three hole and who was catching ground balls? To we're gonna have turtles hanging from our scrotums? How the shit did we get there? Oh, and by the way, that better be a fucking TikTok right there, motherfucker.
0: I'm actually might want to veto this one, dude. (laughs) This is the one. This is like the one. If you had what would have been your greatest TikTok of all time, you then ended it with, and this better not be a fucking TikTok. (laughs) And we made sure that it wasn't. Oh yeah. I don't know. I, it's a, so I, on this note, now I'm serious about this. It's a very, very, very serious question. What's the craziest shit that you've seen in a locker room? And I'm going to start and I'll give you an example. So they used to have that m- gallon of milk challenge where they was. Oh yeah. Room. So one spring training, we decided to do this. And each day it was a different fucking guy, man. Dude, we get they'd get halfway, three-quarters of the way through, and it was, it'd was come right back up, just white puke. Yeah, yeah. But Brad Fisher, a legendary bullpen coach for the Oakland A's. Dude, he put this fucking thing down, and he says he has no gag reflex, and that's the reason why. I don't know. So, on that hey, note.
1: Hey, look, that sounded pretty good to me right there
0: it's not so yeah what what did what sort of shit did you see like i saw hot foot i had a guy fuck with me one time where he put uh he put the the hot shit in in yeah i get it i get it it.
1: I it. i get it i get it i get it look dude i've been i've been through the ringer from i i can start in high school go to college and then go to pro ball i mean all right so so you know one of one of our one of our uh, initiations in high school was hey look you had to go get a football player to do something and i'm like what you had to get a football player to do something stupid i was like okay and so i <laughs> i go up to and and I was you know I was a freshman and this dude this dude's like a sophomore I guess and he's a big huge lineman on the football team I'm like hey dude I said you know I said I watch you guys and you guys like fall down a lot and shit like that it looks like looks like y'all scrape up all your shit and he goes yeah I go look I said you need to practice what the fuck we do in baseball. I said, so that you can do it in football and not get all tore up. And he's like, what do y'all do? And I said, check this out. And so I'm literally like buck naked and I turn around and I soap up my ass, right? And I go, look, take off running through the shower and then slide like you're going to fucking slide into second base. And I said, you don't tear no shit up. And he's like, dude, I'm going to do that. I go, yeah, fucking... Soap that motherfucker up. So he's fucking soaping his shit up, right? And we got all these little bitty square-ass tiles like this. And I'm like, oh, God, please do it. Please do it. Please do it. And he fucking takes off running. And he gives it the fucking jump slide, you know? And we got, like, 15 fucking ballplayers watching this. And he goes like this. He goes, (laughs) and he just leaves tracks of his ass on the fucking shower he gets up he's bleeding like a freaking stuck pig and i'm like
0: oh my god i can't believe he fell for that shit
1: oh my god and all of my baseball buddies go dude that was the best ever you don't ever have to do a prank ever again i'm like all right go game on so dude it was fucking it was fucking beautiful. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't even imagine. I mean, poor guy, dude. That, like, that's, that's definitely. Dude, I'm
1: telling you, he got up, he got up and he had these little little square fucking tile, little indents on his ass, and he's bleeding from every one of them. And I was like, You are a fucking moron. As as uh as uh big Bill Engvall used to say, here's your sign.
0: <laughs> hey so you, you remember there as uh, guy by the name of adam pyatt mississippi oh, state. god
1: yes <laughs> adam mississippi state guy no adam um, well
0: so adam pyatt was a prankster and him and tim hudson had this back and forth from the time they were in the minor leagues all the way to the big leagues and beyond so I guess apparently it got to the point where we were in the big leagues and I guess they would get each other's room keys. You know, they'd all be laid out for you. Yeah. And so say, for example, you know, Huddy took Pyatt's room key and then went and hid inside the shower. And so I guess Pyatt, whenever he got into his city, go in and, Go, go, go take a shower. And there's Huddy just, ah! and fucking, ah! you know, just the mass chaos. <laughs> but this had been going on and on and on and on and on. And so Pyatt apparently got Huddy's room key. And Huddy went to take off for the ballpark. And Pyatt took. His late morning, early afternoon shit into a towel, and then put it on top of the heater, and then crank the heater up. <laughs> <laughs> Call so, down at the front desk. Uh, can I have another room, please? No. <laughs> so, the team. The team comes back. The whole fucking hallway is cleared out, man. <laughs> There's was like biohazard people in there. Oh, shit. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh. So then this is probably like another two, three years later. Pyatt was on his way back to Tampa when he was playing with the Devil Rays. And we were playing them in Oakland. And I guess Huddy in the middle of the game had gone in and laced up his entire inside of his suit. Like just, I'm talking jacket, everything with the cheese. The cheese is like icy hot times fucking 100, man. It's the hottest shit you've ever, ever, ever. So once it touches your skin, it doesn't matter. You, you can't go wash this off. It's just something and and he's gonna be taking a shower, so he's gonna
1: have bare skin, and it's gonna be completely porous.
0: Exactly. And so So he he, puts his shit on. He puts his shit on. And you know, within a few seconds, is like, oh fuck, like what the fuck? Uh (laughs) He said from that point. Until the time they got back to Tampa, they got all the way back to Tampa, like fucking seven hours later. For the time he was putting his suit on after the game, and he said his he was still burning up, burning up. So yeah, I was mean, just stupid shit, man. I mean, just uh, stupid shit, hey, man. Hey, I'm telling you, I
1: I can tell you one thing, right? Every sport has their has their pranks, all right. But there is there is nobody. That has better pranks in baseball. Why? Because we are time. together for eight freaking months. Yeah. We have months to the to discuss this, and we have history. This shit was done forty years ago, and they're still doing this shit.
0: Yeah, it, it, dude. I was, I was reading today. I do. You remember Bill Vec? Yeah, yeah. And so he, I mean, it's just a fascinating story. Apparently, there's a new documentary that's come out about Bill and his kid. I think it's Mike Vec, and just how rev, revolutionary they are. They're thinking of baseball. It's just, dude, it's a it's a quacky sport, man. But also at the same time, like I think that's what really bonds us it, because it's you. It's almost like, all right, wait, a second. wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Before you get going here, all, all right, right. right? There, there's a lefty up here uh, at the plate. And I don't even know. uh, It's It's Peterson. uh, It's Peterson. Yeah. All right. He swung it two freaking split fingers down. All right. So they throw him another one. Watch the next few pitches. There is no way that this son of a bitch is going to get a fastball. He's going to get split fingered to death. Just watch this. This is exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, hello, uh, McFly. This is common sense calling. You know, one ball, two strikes. Watch, watch Bailey go down. Boom.
0: But when you take one like that, that looked pretty like. Oh, yeah, it hard. looks good. Okay. It looks good. Guess what's coming next? Another split finger. It looks like there's actually some people at the Arizona ballpark tonight. Oh,
1: God. Know. This is, watch. Here we go. And ladies and gentlemen, oh. It was a fastball. Yay. He got an out. He was trying to get a play ball.
0: But you can tell, like, once he took it like this, like really comfortable and he, and he threw a good one, I mean, that's kind of like, okay, it's time to change it yeah. up
2: though, right? Yeah.
1: But that's, that's what I'm telling you. I mean, you know, some of these at-bats, it's like, all right, look, yeah, I might be off by a pitch or two, but not really. It's like, look. I'm going to be guessing and I'm going to be pretty much fricking right.
0: Hey, uh, how much time I just looking at this picture right here and I, I only got a few minutes left. Yeah, before, go ahead. Before the family starts screaming, but how, how much time have you spent with this guy?
1: Oh my God. yuke! Yup. Oh my God. What a fricking beauty. Beauty God Almighty I love him I love he's him so,
0: he's so fucking real man oh he's he's
1: he's so he's so funny and so you know not only was he a major league ball player yeah you know I mean yeah he wasn't you know the front line guy and all that sort of stuff but he was coming up to be like a comedian and it just fit perfect going into the booth and being a comedian and God almighty, he just – what you see in, like, Major League, Joe good outside, you know. What you see in Major League is what you get in real life. I mean, real. he's that dude.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of uh, you. Now, that I didn't spend a ton of time around him, but what's so insane is that he's still the Brewers play-by-play guy a little – oh, you got to catch the fucking ball. Really, he let that he let that one drop. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, that looked like that was going to hang up there enough to to make a catch. Bro, was up there forever. That was uh, that was Hanniger. He he might have been playing over a little bit more because he was expecting to pull a split finger.
0: Okay, it looked like he was playing pretty straight up, but. Good golly, man. I like Canada. Yeah, Go, look, that, that, shit, that shit happens, you know. I mean, who
1: knows? I mean, in all of these stupid-ass ballparks, you know, you got light banks and all that. You might have lost it in the lights a little bit. Who knows? I mean, there's there's all kinds of shit that's going on.
0: Yeah, I get it. But you want to know another issue that I have? And now dude, it's going to cost the Giants.
1: Here's your boy. Here's your boy, Carol at the plate, by the way, you know, like rookie of the year candidate right here.
0: Yeah. He had another double man. He did dude. He's absolutely killing it, but here's the issue thrill. Oh shit. Guess
1: what? They, they took the freaking lead three to two Now
0: I know here's a fucking woman. Dude, you can't get, you can't give them extra outs. That's a hanging split finger.
1: That's he a hanging split finger. Ladies and gentlemen. Right down the left field line again.
0: Okay, I you, you want you want to know another issue I have? They have these fucking cards in their back pocket. Oh it's my something. god,
1: that fucking drives me insane! God so, Almighty, give your opinion on that. Give so your opinion on that.
0: Haneger is out there, and. I like him. I like him in the outfield too, and he—I've seen him lay out for balls, but the ball's hit. He comes over. It's in the air forever. It falls right in front of him. He picks it up. You know, plays the safe route, whatever. Throws it in. Now you're bringing. You're turning the lineup over. You're, you're here comes Corbin Carroll. Well, then they show Haniger right after, and he's in his back pocket looking at his card. Put the fucking card away, dude. Like, I, and if, if you're the Giants' defensive positioning coach, look, I'm moving guys like this and that. Like, you, the more you make them mechanical out in the field, the more they're going to play mechanical. And then shit like that happens where he's not catching the ball when if he just uses fucking instincts – the ball would have been in his fucking back pocket.
1: Totally agree. Ugh. Totally agree. Well, yeah, we got lucky right there. That was that was another split finger. He smacked down the left field line, and it was just a hair of foul. Otherwise, we'd have had another run on us. But uh, here's the thing. You go over these pitcher-hitter meetings and position meetings and all that sort of stuff, and then all of a sudden – Every time, you know, a reliever comes out there, a starter comes out there, you got to look in your back pocket and see where you need to play.
0: Fuck that.
1: Play where you fucking think you need to play because of the swings that the hitter is taking. That's what you did your whole career as an outfielder. That's what I did my whole career as an infielder. I saw
0: the swings that the guy's taking off the guy that was freaking firing it on in there. Read swings, that's what we would say over and over and over again. Just read swings. Read so, swings.
1: There you go. Right there. You
0: obviously could tell the All approach. Right, we got a little
1: pitching, we got a little pitching guru here. Here comes Andrew Bailey out to the mound.
0: Corbin Carroll slapped the ball the other way. You just saw Catel Marte try to do it. They obviously had the approach that look, they're not going to try to do too much. You have a ball that's right. going away from them. You try to pull well, it. they
1: they know they know the split finger's coming. They're trying not to pull the ball. They're trying to hit the ball the other way because they don't want to pull off of the split finger and hit a ground ball. So then here comes here comes Tommy Fam right here. You know he got him in the first at bat, but I mean if I'm if I'm Tommy Fam with two runners on right here. I'm sitting dead, split finger, and I'm trying to hit some shit to like either up the middle or on your TV screen right here to, to right center. I want to make sure I'm not going to pull off the ball.
0: Okay, two outs, two on, runner goes save All oh, gets away. Oh, oh God! Oh, it's oh, going. going. Oh no! Oh,
2: Surf.
1: holy shit! Oh my God! The is oh oh no! It's
0: we just did that the other day. Jesus Christ! Da oh, No. Holy shit! The
1: second right, so low throw, He blocks it. Ball gets away. Here we go. And then a uh, uh, pass, pass a bundo. And then here we go again. Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, uh, he was going to be out, too, if he held on the ball. And Tommy Pham, a base hit. It's going to be a double down the line. Jesus. So, just like that, 5-2 Arizona. And this all Holy started with two, in, two outs. Nobody Holy on. Shit. And hold on a second, because I'm going to bring this back up. Perdomo. Excuse me. Perdomo. Perdomo the yeah. shortstop yeah. for... The Arizona Diamondbacks, a yeah. switch hitter, light hitting from the yeah. left side. Yes. If you're a left fielder, where the fuck are you going to play that guy on a guy that has a split-finger fastball and a 2 that runs away? Boom. All the way down the way. line, right?
1: The other way, yeah.
0: All the way down the line, right? He hit a shit and, ball. wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait.
1: When you go play him on the line – you look at your center field and you say, hey, come on. I'm over here. Come with me. Nope. And then nope. the center field is going to look at the right field and go, hey, come here. Come with me. Everybody moves on a chain.
0: Yeah, that's stupid, man. I, I, that's, a, that's a bummer for the Giants. It, it really is. That and is.
2: So I mean, much- you know,
1: and, and hey, look, you know, you and I are pulling so hard for these guys. I mean, what the stupid – Shit like that, that doesn't cut it. You know? Wow. He just fouled the ball off his ear.
0: Christian Walker.
1: Hey, uh, that's just a gift from being a moron. I've never hit a ball off my own face. That's called catch it out in front, bitch.
0: Good point. He Although I not quit
1: anything, it. he's got freaking 30 homers.
0: He's good, dude. You, I actually... He, he's a, uh a I want to say he's a Mississippi State guy. He's uh if he's South Carolina.
1: Yeah, he's he's not
0: he's not a Mississippi State guy. No, he's not. He's a South Carolina guy.
1: All right, Lou, I'll pull him right here. Let's see. Yeah, South Carolina, Baltimore Orioles, round four, overall pick one thirty two.
0: Yeah, he's put together a nice career. I saw him hit three homers in Reno. And really? came home, did a bunch of research on him. I was still worked for MLB at the time. And then when he got called up, it's cool. It's because I had the experience of watching him in Reno oh, and got yeah. to sing his praises a little bit. And, yeah. and
1: Hey, Christian, I, you're getting ready to see a split finger. Just letting you know. Might, might want to get used to this one.
0: Oh, we had a
1: reverse pick. Oh,
0: yay. Inside move. All right, Thrill. This is going to be my last hitter, bro. I got
1: got it. I got it. You got smell of vision going on in daughter Ahoya. Here we go.
0: Split finger. That was fastball way, wasn't it?
1: Yep, you're right. Backdoor sinker. It was something going down.
0: Panels open in Arizona. It's had to have cooled off then.
1: Well, and then if it's open, ball carries.
0: You're damn right it does.
1: Yeah, a lot more in Arizona when when it, when it's open. Way more. So I'm I'm just looking right here. He literally has four pitches in on Walker, and all four pitches are splits.
0: This is a tough go of it for a guy that's.
1: Oh shit! He chased, he chased he chased the splitter or breaking ball, whatever.
0: I think yeah. it was breakaway. Finally, he finally threw a breaking ball. Yeah. Um, all right, hey, for everyone who's joined us, we appreciate y'all. Hey, we had some we had some new people in the chat room.
1: We didn't we didn't address that. Let's talk about hey, it. Hey, look, man. Thank uh-huh. y'all. Thank y'all for being there for us. Uh come on back next week. Bernsey and I'll be doing our thing. Uh we got a lot of we got a lot of crap to talk about by next week.
0: Hey, thrill. I think it was Rodolfo that had this question earlier. And and I am curious to know this. Basically, it was something along the lines of Did anybody ever fuck with Barry Bonds?
1: As far as what?
0: Just like on a prank. I'll fuck with
1: Barry Bonds every fucking day. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Barry. Barry came into Clubhouse and was like, I'm MVP, I'm MVP, I'm MVP. Well, motherfucker, you didn't do it when the fucking lights are on. Every time I fucking looked up, the fucking Braves are in the playoffs. And so I'd fuck with Barry every day. And so, anyway, so that's a story for a few Jack Daniels in private later on. But um, uh, I can tell you this right now. I'll remember this one till the day I die. We're in San Diego in San Diego. We never had a rain delay, anything like that. And I'll be goddamn if freaking Barry doesn't come over there in 93 and we get a fricking like a like rain to where we couldn't take BP on the field. So we got to be in the cages and San Diego had one cage. So we had to wait till they got through, you know, uh, hitting before we could get in the cage. But we had a certain time that we could be in there. yeah. And uh, we were sitting there just watching the guys hit and watching the guys hit. And it got to be, let's say, 445. It got to be 445, right? And Phil Plantier is just fucking steadily hitting And so Barry gets the ass. Barry's like, hey, Phil, you know, it's our turn, you know, you know, get out the cage. And Planteer's like, fuck you, Barry. Barry walked in there and just full on, like you said before, like flat hand slapped him. I mean, what? Like bitch slapped him like that. And I'm standing right there. Matt Williams is standing right there. I look at Matt and I'm like, we're getting ready to fucking go right here. And I'll be goddamn if Plantier doesn't just walk out the cage like nothing ever happened and we started hitting. So there's your Barry Bond story of the night.
0: Holy shit, man. These were different back then, weren't they?
1: I mean, full on, whoop, hand slap Plantier and Plantier just walked the fuck out the cage. Like, all all right. right.
0: And then there you go. That's if you if it you're turning the cage it's your fucking turn in the cage.
1: There you go. There's another Barry Bond story for you, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Oh, thrill! All right, man. Well, let's uh, next week. Are you good to go? Good to go. We'll
2: have it, uh, it we're coming see. down the nitty
1: gritty. What will we have uh, for next week? Next week we're gonna have the Giants. All right, they'll be done with the Diamondbacks. Then they'll have four games, four, not three, four, under their belt with the Dodgers. So we'll, we will have plenty to talk about. And uh, Big Mike Ahoya, since you're in the audience, Jason, since you're in the audience, uh, The Thrill, Trey Man, and a few others are going to the double deuce. And I will be shooting pigs. I will have pigs down galore. So well, there you have it.
0: Bring home the bacon.
1: Seriously, I, I am bringing home bacon and pork chops. We will have so much of that shit laying around. It'll be unbelievable. All right, Thrill. Hey, uh, tell uh, Tara, lover, and uh, Miss smell vision tonight and your daughter, enjoy dinner. And uh, as far as my man Biscuit, tell him to keep doing his thing, Bro. RBI triples, we love them.
0: You're da- you're damn fucking right, man. Dude, he had two of them, big, big, big one. One was a walk off, then the other one was to put us ahead. So, hey, look, was, look, look, look. We man.
1: had we had some new, you know, we didn't get to it, all right. But yes. like early on, we had new people in the audience, man. Hey, look, we love you guys. Bring freaking new people on board. Come on, come on, hey, Big man. Mike, Rodolfo, Linda. You know, everybody, y'all bring new people. Lucre, freaking reach out, man. Reach out, bring new people on board. We love it.
0: And for everybody listening on Spotify, on Apple, on any other platform, please do us a favor. Number one, tell a friend about it. But number two, if you guys could hit five stars on the review, uh, if you if if we are so worthy. And also, if you could write a review, it really helps on just getting us out there and, and, you know, ideally bringing some good baseball knowledge to people from all over the world. But and then the other thing for you guys, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, come on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Thrill Time, 9 p.m. East Coast Coast Time. Central Standard, God damn it. Hey man, it's it's just backwoods, backcountry fucking time.
1: Dude. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Hey, look, look, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun uh, next week. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the season, and depending on what the hell goes on, uh, we have not done it here. You know, within the last few weeks, but we'll start bringing them people on. We'll knock. Uh, Big Mike, you're not fucking coming on. Rodolfo, You fucking are not coming on. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna knock some new people on here and have some fun.
0: Hey, and the last thing because I, he's a friend of the program. Thrill. I, I I saw some tweets floating around about the sons, uh, the son, the the sons of Johnny LeMaster, right? And the Croy. Oh,
1: Croy the Candlestick.
0: Croyde Candlestick. I got these Croyde Croy Eric Burns pins right here. It's so fucking cool. Just a staple at the stick. A staple at Pac Bell, at and Oracle, whatever the fuck you call it now. Apparently, they're trying to take away his season tickets. And the reason being is that he's reselling a certain amount of tickets for face value and sometimes far under face value. And... They're saying they're thinking he's for whatever reason some kind of ticket broker. So they're trying to get in the middle of this. And so he's taking the social talking media. you talking about
1: the, the Giants?
0: Yeah, the Giants have, have right. basically said you can't have your season tickets anymore because you're reselling too many of them. It's just, it's this big shit show. Look, Sons of Johnny LaMas was a fucking legend. Do not fuck with him. Do not fuck with his tickets. That's bullshit. So somebody, whoever it is within the Giants organization, figure it out and make sure he is well taken care of for all those years that he stuck around and was the lifeblood, heart and soul of Candlestick Park. Hey, Miami. look,
1: look, look, all of my, all of my guys out there in California, they're all season ticket holders. And, and to be totally honest, they're getting freaking their asses handed to them. I mean, They've had to come out of pocket already for freaking playoff tickets this year. They've had to come out of pocket for a season ticket for next year already. And so the Giants have like six or eight months that they're sitting on that cash, you know, and getting a little dividend out of it. So I get the business side of things, but hey, look, you keep pissing off your season ticket holders. San Francisco Giants, uh, you better watch out. They'll revolt,
0: bro. Season tickets are down twenty six percent. They haven't made the fucking. They haven't won a playoff series in nine years. How about that?
2: Unbelievable.
0: So Unbelievable. look, look. I, I love the Giants. You know, obviously, you know, I do too. I work for and them. And, you know, Jesus Christ! I, but exactly. You can't. You but, can't but, keep but, handing everybody their ass. You can't but, do look, that. Let's just make sure we do the right thing. That's and they. Whoa. Won, right? well, there I you go. There you I mean, go. Hey
1: look, you put a, a freaking playoff team in front of me. All right. You know, I mean, I will pay through the nose. You put a playoff team in front of me. If if I gotta bite my fingernails all the way to the end, uh, I'm not gonna freaking pay through the nose for for shit like that.
0: Cobbs out of the game. Something happened. Let's see. Oh it's shit. Hopefully it's not his arm.
1: Did he grab anything? No. He grabbed where, the back of his he, head, almost like almost like he had something happen to his back or something like that. I don't know. Hey, look, there's a we'll lot, week, lot of shit we covered tonight and yeah, a man, lot of are. controversial shit. And by the way, uh, Tom Verducci, uh, go we'll get another spray tan, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Thrill. Hey, man, have a fantastic week. Everyone else out there, have a fantastic week. Please tell people about the show, and uh, we'll see you all next week.
1: Hey, everybody in the chat room, we freaking love you. Uh, tell Tara we missed out on Smell-O-Vision. Tell Biscuit to keep freaking raking. And last but not least,
2: see ya! See ya!